Welcome to another episode of A Murder of Musicians. This is a special one. It didn't start off with an intro tune for one reason. It's because this is going to be a completely different type of episode where I'm just basically, on behalf of FX2 Studios, giving the thanks to the musicians out there that have come on the podcast that have been supporting us and supporting each other, which is most important. You know, giving each other engagement likes, giving each other, you know, retweets or whatever it might be just to boost analytics, not just for our website at FX2 Studios, but for everyone else that is involved with this collective. That is the entire point the epitome of what we set this up to be just a collective where other people are going to be engaging in your stuff so that your numbers as far as google analytics and everybody else that keeps track of you know website traffic and all types of other analytics like engagement visibility how fast you come up on uh, search engine result, you know, optimizing that. These are all reasons why we're doing this. This is why we're doing all of this mostly free. And I really, really want to give a shout out to everybody who's going to be premiered on here right now, plus a few others that aren't, but are in the mix of, be- of being on the podcast very, very, very shortly. So without me going on a rant and a rave i'm just gonna get right into it these songs are from no particular favorite order whatsoever it's just so that you guys will get a taste of what you might have missed in some earlier episodes of the podcast a murder of musicians Jump to two. 
say a big hello to DJ Ben Me Blends and the old heads. They're up in upstate New York representing. I know that you guys need to do one thing and that's go check out their website because they have some good shit going on right now. I think that they even, if I'm not mistaken, have a radio show that they got going on. And the radio show is, uh, I believe, Tuesday nights. It's for like two or three hours, and the boys are on there. I personally haven't checked it out yet myself, only because I've been extremely busy, and I apologize. But, you know, I'm going to start tuning in. You guys should start tuning in. These guys are fucking dope-ass motherfucking audio engineer, producer, DJs, whatever you want to call them, whatever terminology, I just call them musicians, artists, that's exactly what they are, the old heads, music.com, the website link is in today's episode bio, so go check it out, give them some love, these guys deserve it, they really, really do, and you know, I just wanted to play one more jam of this and, you know, maybe more. I don't know (laughs) later on. Funny story real quick about them. You know, as you know, we're in our infancy here on the podcast. And it's been a learning experience, I must say. It has been. It's been a little bit more, not difficult, but it's been more challenging in certain aspects than recording regular musical compositions. So I've had a lot of experience behind the glass doing audio engineering and whatnot. But then when you need to add, like, my fucking voice onto the track, like, the whole thing goes ass-backwards. There's, you know, lots of feedback, reverb, you know, differences in, you know, sound quality, and it's just... It's really easy 
to be able to concentrate on three, four minutes of musical material, right? And kind of hone in, get your heavyweight title fight focus on, you know, where you're fucking, you're just in the zone, you know? And that's when I perform best and... It takes a lot out of you to do that, even for a duration of one to three to four to five minutes. If you're a musician and you have done the other side of musical production where you're actually recording and you're mastering, you're on the mixer, you're, you know, behind the glass, I like to say, then you know what I'm talking about. You can get in that zone for a couple of minutes. However, when you're on a podcast, let me tell you something. First of all, it's fucking mad boring to listen to yourself talk about something you just fucking spoke about for three hours, two hours, you know. A lot of these episodes that you guys are listening to are very abbreviated to say the least. I mean... Every half an hour of airtime that's published, I want to say there's about two hours of actual recording material uh, that goes into it, and then it's edited down. So you can imagine when we're throwing out these, you know, one, two-hour podcasts, that's like a full fucking day in the studio, and you get really tired of listening to yourself. (laughs) And, um, you know, as I was saying this podcast is in its infancy one of the first real groups I wanted to bring out into the public for you guys to listen to is this band the old heads I call them a band they're you know a a group of professional musicians who do more than just put together mix tapes and things of that nature like I said earlier they have their own program on you guys gotta check that out And more so than that, they've been dabbling with all these new musical compositions and animations that we all love. Like, you know, uh, they're throwing it back to the 80s. They're even doing stuff with, you know, the USA basketball team from the 90s, the dream team, you know. And it's just, it's like a video montage with their own original musical take on it and it's all time synced and beat it's on youtube check it out Uh, it's fascinating it really is it really is absolutely fascinating So I suggest you lay low, but even cash built in a key, nigga. 
attention now that I'm rapping. But the kids used to look up to you. What happened? Be on the contrary hand covered with platinum. Different color coats, but I'm a rocket black one. On point, cause you get RRPs when slacking. So the stash box big enough to squeeze the Mac. And yeah, I'm feeling new, but I demand some respect. Cause I already wear your advance on my neck. I'm fresh off the jet, then I breeze to the beaches. Blue Yankee fitted, G unit sneakers. I already figured out what to do with all my features. Decorate the basement, all the streets. Time zone, your records don't reach us, no, I ain't here to save the world, just roll up a blunt, come with me out front, I'll teach you how to stunt, this thing knocked up my TVs, pop up in the Maybach bands, I'll teach you how to stunt, now you can't see me, my Bentley GT, got smoke gray teeth, I'll teach you how to stunt, my next day bling in my face, they gleam, man, I'm shining, man, I'll teach you how to stunt, I see you scheming, nigga, keep on dreaming, I hurt you, man, I'll teach you how to stunt, you don't have to like me, and a throwback jersey with the Oh shit, yeah. So right there, that was the old heads and that was Stunt 101. That's that YouTube clip I was talking about that has the USA Dream Team in it and it is fucking phenomenal to watch. I mean, let alone listen to the song and the mix that they did from G-Unit is just like off the hook, but to watch the YouTube video that they put together, the montage of the USA basketball team with Jordan with Barkley, with, you know, Magic Johnson, with Pippen, with, with, with all these great, great basketball players, Larry Bird. I mean, the stuff that they were doing on the court back then, if you're old enough to remember then, you know, I don't got to go into it in detail, but if you're not, that's what basketball was all about. And you could see it on the faces of their opponents, how just baffled they were that these athletes were able to do the things that they were able to do with their bodies that were thought of as impossible probably to these foreign players before they witnessed it. And that's almost the same thing that the old heads are doing, you know, putting together animations like on YouTube. If you go to their website, oldheadsmusic.com, it's in the bio, so you get the spelling correct, right? They tell you about that radio show they got on every Tuesday night, All Ages Welcome. You know, listen to that, tune into that, subscribe to that. They have all of their music that I'm playing here that you're going to find free for download I mean come on now man they're just putting it out there so you guys can download it for free alright and then right underneath all of that on their webpage they have these YouTube embedded clips that we just listened to one that was the G-Unit one G-Unit 101 you know and it was phenomenal I can go on forever about the old heads but this isn't an episode just about them, and it's about all you guys out there that have helped FX2 Studio. Alright, so this next artist that we're bringing you from FX2 Studios is definitely one of the, <laughs> the artists that I get made fun of because I'm total fanboy of uh, ever since talking with the Benj, you know, he has an awesome fucking backstory. 
he is available through the links in today's bio check him out he is blowing up spotify so you know i'm just saying man like playlist playlist playlists you know like you want these people the old heads and who i'm about to play the bench and everybody else on this podcast you know these are the people you want to put on playlists because like i said you know we want to fucking basically throw Spotify and Apple a curveball. You know, all of these little collectives like this one here. And there's a bunch of others that we have been talking to across the country and across the globe. We're all going to link up, you know. If there's only 10 people in an audience of 1,000 that are passionate and are active, you know, we have maybe a hundred other collectives with 10 people. So, you know, then you do the math and you have that many passionate people who are going to bring on, you know, maybe one or two or three others that are going to bring on one or two others that are going to bring on one other. Before you know it, you know, through the laws of exponential growth, you know, props to my man Ray Kurzweil out there writing the book, The Synchronicity is Near, and his new book, The Synchronicity is Nearer, I believe. And I apologize if I got that wrong, Mr. Kurzweil. Uh, become a paid sponsor, and maybe I'll get it right next time. <laughs> anyway, The Benj, man, backstory is phenomenal. I don't want to get into all of it. This kid's been a drummer down in Australia. You know, and then he got a chance to go back up north. You know, he came from Sicily initially, and he was definitely active in the DJ circuit in Ibiza. And, you know, from there, he just developed this unique vocal sound that has surpassed just about every other vocalist's ability, not abilities, but ways in which they enhance their abilities, you know? Once you listen to this track especially, which happens to be the ringtone on my motherfucking phone right now, <laughs> that's why everybody makes fun of me, because they're like, yo, is the bench calling you or some shit? And I'm like, no, nah, that's just a fucking bill collector. And they're like, why do you have bill collectors as that ringtone you should only have it for that artist this way you know which artist is calling you eh, you know fuck it once you hear this song you'll know why it's called joker and you know it's an oldie but a good one from the bench i fucking love it i'm not gonna lie Rappers, they come in sense. Nobody can do it like Mr. Bench. They think I'm a rapper, I understand. I really don't need you to comprehend. I'm moving solo like I'm a gang. When I was broken, nobody rang. I guess I didn't see that shit would give me shit like I always believed in me. Shit has been lonely and I am the only one. Always with me. I know you're still in style, pretending your lifestyle. Wearing a fake smile, joke. Walking down the stairs like... I know you're still in style, pretending your lifestyle, wearing a fake smile, joke. Walking down the stairs like a joke. 
Yeah, I'd rather be me so much in my ABC. You know me, fools can leave free. Who's paying the price? Wanna be me? Let me tell you, you right. If you think I'm crazy, what do you think is gonna happen with your maybes? I guess I didn't notice you were calling for more attention, attention. And when I asked you, what do you give to the world? You're nothing to mention. I know you still stop pretending your lifestyle, wearing a fake smile, joke. Walking down the stairs like a. I know you still stop pretending your lifestyle, wearing a fake smile, joke. Walking down the stairs like a joker. type of music you're into but your music is whack compared to that shit i mean i'm not gonna sit here and tell you about all the greatest fucking aspects of that song in particular because it's nerdy as fuck unless you're into like musical composition and shit and music theory so you're not gonna enjoy it but what i will do is play you another one from the bench right now this is a newer one i believe it's called lies and alcohol and we all know about that right everybody knows about lies and alcohol to me when you lose your pride you only come to me because i never lie but i don't need no one to come and drink my vibe no i don't need the one type you are to take and say goodbye next day i wake up i'm feeling like a lost soul i gotta do a meditation so i'm not so low in my feelings feeling foggy in my rock star That's it for lies and alcohol. It's just a minute and like 40 seconds or whatever. But I just thought that you guys needed to hear that because it was a little bit of a way in which you should take a teaching moment of opportunity to just like sit back, listen, 
and see what he did with his vocals. If you were able to put it through a mixer and kind of like turn down, I think they even have apps out there now where you can like put songs in there and drop uh, drums or the like instrumental or the vocal portion of it. I think there's like it's like DJ now, like all kinds of shit like that. There's apps out there for everything. You know that if you're in the music biz, you definitely know that. You know that you know anybody can write a song on their cell phone, and that's the beauty of today. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and knock it because it is definitely possible to do it. And if you have the creativity musically to use such, I guess, minimalist technology, right? A cell phone, for instance, and then say you don't even have like a professional mic, and you're using like head headphone buds with a mic attached to it, and you put it as your mic main mic through like one of those apps, and you you know you do something like that, you know, put it out there because there's people that are like me that still work in the music industry that are looking for talent out there I don't know if they are doing it to the same extent that it was done back when you know the people here at FX2 Studios the staff and I were working as talent scouts looking and you know basically scouring the fucking globe trying to find like you know stars or whatever you know people that had potential now it is so easy because Instead of getting out there and going to concerts, let me tell you something. I went to like thousands of concerts and I'd have to say 70% of them, I'd love to forget that I've ever gone to. But there's 30% there that were excellent in a way. You know, maybe maybe 20% were, you know... <laughs> excellent enough to fulfill my quota of finding potential artists the other 10% were just excellent I mean they were phenomenal if you uh, you follow Instagram and you follow like our pages and shit I just posted up just this nostalgic like little uh, TikTok clip right <laughs> and like had like six photos you could choose from and I snapped like six photos of these ticket stubs that I went to back in like the 90s, right? I think if I'm not mistaken without looking it up, I'm going to try to do it off the top of my head and my memory is fucked if you know that. If you know me, you know that. So <laughs> it was definitely Tool, A Perfect Circle, Beastie Boys, Radiohead, think Metallica, and gosh, there's one more that I'm, I think I'm forgetting here, and it's going to kill me, I don't know, oh no, oh no, oh no, well anyway, you know, there's been a lot of shows out there, oh yeah, that was the other one I put up there, was the Roger Waters show, um, no I didn't, I didn't, my mistake, I put up the Jimmy Page and Black Crows one, because that was phenomenal. I saw that at Jones Beach Amphitheater. If you've never been to New York and you've never been to a show in New York, um, go to Jones Beach Amphitheater. 
it is really, really like almost like a police state. Or it was last time I went there. You couldn't even like drink or like smoke in the parking lot. God forbid, do it like indoors. And this all like occurred <laughs> as a result of a 311 concert that I was at there. Uh, you know, um, 311 stopped playing halfway through. And they told everybody to light up their joints, you know, and, and blow it towards the stage so that they can get a little bit of a whiff of, you know, what was out there. And I think that type of behavior amongst musicians started to form an outcry in the, in the Nassau County community, you know, here in Long Island. And, you know, they kind of like banned everything because it's, a, it's part of a state park, you know, Jones Beach Amphitheater. But it's exactly that. It's an amphitheater, and it's actually in, like, the cove, right in the barrier section of Long Island. So what we have is, like, Long Island, we have, like, you go take a road all the way down to the shore, and then you have, like, docks and stuff, right? Then you can take a bridge over to, like, some other types of beaches and whatnot. Then you take another bridge, and you can get to, like, the barrier islands, they call them, because <laughs> they, they kind of protect us from hurricanes and shit, but that's where, like, like, surfing and stuff like that. So, anyway, Jones Beach is, like, you know, before, like, the second bridge or whatever. So, you could take a boat there. Um, back when I was a kid, you know, uh, we knew people with boats, and we would go down to Zach's Bay, they call it. And it's right next to, adjacent to the amphitheater. And you could dock there. Of course, they have it, like, roped off so you can only go so far. But you can dock there. You don't really see the stage, but you can hear the music. I can't tell you how many concerts I, I've attended, you know, via boat in Zach's Bay. It had to be, like, in the hundreds. And this is, like, from an early age. I'm talking, like, 9, 10 years old. I'm listening to you know, concerts and stuff, probably ones I shouldn't have been, but, you know, it's it's pretty dope, but if you have a chance to come to New York and go to one of these shows at Jones Beach Amphitheater, it's really dope, just don't pick a day where it's really windy, because what happens is the sound from the wind travels in different patterns, and if you're sitting up top, then you don't really get to hear the sound in time. You know, they'll finish the song, and then you'll hear the last, like, bar, you know, played when everybody's clapping. That happened to me once. I saw Weezer there. Uh, it was a whim type of, you know, concert ticket purchase that I made. I think I bought it, like, an hour before the show, and I didn't even bother to look if there were any tickets available, like, scalping-wise. I just, like, bought them from... Back then, I think it was Nobody Beats the Wiz had a Ticketmaster inside of it. So I just like went in there and I got the cheapest ticket. And it ended up being a shitty show because of the wind. But the reason why I put up the Jimmy Page Black Crows ticket was because I got to sit. Check this shit out. Fourth row, directly in front of Jimmy Page. Now, for anybody out there that is a music fan, and especially rock and roll fans, <laughs> there's a band called Led Zeppelin out there. You know, there was. And Led Zeppelin kind of pioneered 
the modern rock and roll. And that's my opinion, but a lot of people might agree. Jimmy Page is a guitarist, was a guitarist for them, and he went on tour with the Black Crows, an alternative band from the 90s, who played the rest of the band, Led Zeppelin's, you know, melodies, as Jimmy Page wailed on his fucking Gibson, fucking four rows in front of me. I mean, I could see the color of his eyes, man, so I watched his fingers up and down that fretboard in amazement, because at that time I was playing guitar, you know, and this was so inspirational for me. I mean, it really showed me how captivating it can be to um, capture somebody's attention through your music. For me, when he was playing, it took me to a different plane. It brought me onto a different plateau of consciousness, like where I was not in my own body, but I was just an essence, a presence that was, you know, floating above myself, watching down on the events that were transpiring. And I was doing that without emotion, just appreciation. And that's why I put Jimmy Page's ticket up there. That's probably why I forgot about it, so that I could talk about it for a little bit. And I just wanted to thank Jimmy Page, you know, shout out, you really did change my life, you know, you really helped me understand why Led Zeppelin included a lot of, like, metaphysical stuff in their albums. So if you're not a fan of rock and roll, you're not going to get it. I advise everybody, like I do every time I'm doing these podcasts, to expand your genres of music, start incorporating different genres into it, because you never know what you're going to get. You know, seriously, like, there is such a need for collaboration between different genres. Look at what happened when Rick Rubin brought rap rock into existence with the Beastie Boys, with, you know, fucking Run DMC sampling Aerosmith's Walk This Way. I mean, there was just so many fucking opportunities for the rap rock community or at least what it was becoming that I don't understand why it isn't really so prevalent today you know is there a disconnect between what rappers see as music and what rockers see as music because when you get down to it, it's all the same, man. It's all music. And we really, really, really need to come together, you know. And I'm not going to sit here and play fucking The Beatles Come Together. But I'm going to play you one more from <laughs> from The Benz just because um, it's one of my faves. And the other two are pretty quick. So if you want to sit back and listen to this one this one is called fucking optimistic yeah hey 
I'm feeling optimistic today. Nobody can stop me. Been working while I'm dealing with pain, sharpening aim. Every day I'm on my mystical day. That doesn't mean I'm always happy. This life is sad. They shot the logic, work the magic. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm the nicest dude until somebody breaks my mood. And that's my foot. I'm in my zone and feeling good. And if they could, trust me, they really would. Stop me. But I'm feeling optimistic today. Nobody can stop me. My breath is holistic today. How many love me? Yeah, so that was the bench. Go check him out. He has a new album out too, and a bunch of other great songs for you to find yourself on spotify apple music every other platform out there go find it t-h-b-e-n-j the bench i'm telling you man he's got like you know like close to uh i don't even want to put the numbers out there but thousands tens of thousands of monthly listeners so why don't you hook up with him and, you know, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, everybody here in the collective needs to really, like, get on with each other. Like, collaborate with each other. You don't have to collaborate as far as writing music. But collaborate as a collective, as a group, where you're kind of, like, talking to each other via internet, whatever the fuck, man. You know, like, I love talking to people on the phone. Uh, everyone that you hear... On my podcast, I have spoken to personally on the phone just because I I love the human contact, first of all, you know, whether it be um, through a telephone or whatever. But I, I need to know that, first of all, like you, you're real, you're you're a real person down to earth and you're like minded. And when I say like minded, I mean that you're the same type of motivation and passions in life and outlook and perspectives and optimistic views so if you're like that then you're definitely invited to be part of the collective here we call it right now a murder of musicians we call it that because you know a murder of crows is a bunch of crows the flock of crows, rather, that used to hang out in trees and alert people, you know, that there was a dead body underneath, so villagers come running out. The dead body here is the music industry. It's dead, dead, dead. There's a streaming online industry that's been bred from it, and we are that murder of musicians in the tree making noise, telling everybody that the music industry has died, and one step further is we're a solution. We're going to be not really the all-end game because right now, I'm telling you, man, we don't have enough financing to do something like that. But you know who does? A lot of these big players out there that are looking for 
a collective, say, of 100,000 people. And there isn't any out there right now that have like 100,000, a million followers, right? If you did, then you would be, you know, Pandora or some shit like that, you know, like some crazy whack, like, uh, you know, music listening platform. But we, as a collective, are involved with other collectives around the country, around the globe, and hopefully, pretty soon, we'll all collaborate, and what I mean by collaborate is just be communicating with each other, even if it's online, you know, and, you know, making our own playlist. How fucking neat would it be, right? Check this shit out. If we threw Spotify a curveball, right? So, if everybody in our collective... And everybody that we brought on in other collectives, right? So we need like a minimum probably of 100 or 200 musicians. And all we do for like three days is we create a pro- like a playlist and just like it. And if every one of us likes it every single day and we have that many people... We're going to punch Spotify in the face because their curators make mad money, bro. Like, listen to me. To be a curator for Spotify, you have to apply. It's a job. It's a position where you get paid from Spotify. And get this. All those people like that are on Twitter... And say, oh, I need some new music to listen to. My playlists are so old. My God, send me your music. You know what they're doing? They're gaining monetization by collecting your music, putting it onto a playlist, and getting paid from Spotify to do that. So, why don't we eliminate that by throwing a curveball at Spotify and fucking up their whole system, you know? What's the worst-case scenario? Will you get paid for doing it? I mean, come on. Let's, like, think outside the box, like, because right now, guys, you know, the whole music industry just flipped upside down. No more is it, you know, CDs, MP3s, you know, sales like that. You know, people are selling... Musicians are selling their entire catalogs to these streaming platforms. Their entire fucking catalog. That's every piece of intellectual property that you own, you're getting rid of. Why? Because it's worth more than you sitting around waiting to collect royalty checks or some shit like that. Like, you know, it's like that lottery thing. Like, do you want to lump sum now or do you want to get paid a thousand dollars a week for the rest of your life? And it's like, oh, give me a lump sum. I want a, I want a house and a Porsche. It's like, nah, man, that's not the way to play the game. They're giving you a lump sum because they're taking money out and you're not going to make any money in the future. It's more fiscally responsible for them. And it is not at all the way to monetize your music. So that's just an idea that I had, maybe a high idea uh, at one point where I figured, hey, if we like were able to do this on Spotify, we can do this on other platforms, and maybe we can just turn this into you know, something that will grab the attention of people that are out there 
that have the ability to start up a platform and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs to a Mr. Rick Rubin out there. Dude, I'm mentioning you in almost every podcast that I can possibly publish because you are a genius. You are the architect of modern music. And I'm not saying that as an ass-kissing brown nose. If you guys don't know who Rick Rubin is, do your fucking homework, okay? Because Rick Rubin is the reason why we listen to the music that we do today. That's it, period. If it wasn't for him, there there wouldn't be any of the music that you and me bop our heads to every day, right? And for you who know about Rick Rubin's complete history, you'll be agreeing with me. And if you don't, man, do your homework. This cat came out of Long Beach or Little Beach, Long Island, you know, as a punk rocker in a punk rock band playing CBGBs, you know, playing sets for a band called Hose, H-O-S-E. And he got to play with some major names, one of them being the Beastie Boys, bro. He was their first DJ. Rick Rubin was the Beastie Boys' first DJ. Okay? He had helped so many people in so many genres of music is why I call him the architect of modern music because he has just given his creative influence to people in bands like you know uh, Run DMC like I said the Beastie Boys the Red Hot Chili Peppers Michael Jackson okay just to name a few and then all of today's hot artists that you may or may not know of He has had his finger on them. I mean, and he has gone so deep into the metal industry, um, into the rock and roll industry, into the pop industry, into the hip-hop industry, into the punk industry. I mean, there isn't an industry out there that I don't think he touched. I don't know what he did with country artists. (laughs) I'm going to preface that right there. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he had some kind of fucking you know, fingerprint on, I don't know, Billy Ray Cyrus or some shit. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Rubin, but, you know, I need you to start a platform for all of us here in the collective. You have the influence, you have the respect, you have the notoriety and the money to do it or not not so much the money I don't want to say that we're not looking for your money we're looking for your connections because you have connections to the people that will fund you and this project absolutely no problem whatsoever just because of your name alone and Mr. Rubin thank you for everything that you have done and thank you for everything that you are doing now any of you musicians out there that want to listen to like cool um, YouTube videos or podcasts with Rick Rubin on them, you definitely should because he talks about how he was able to get the most out of every musician. 
you know, he was the man behind the glass. And he has a book out now. And I was listening to an interview of his where he really talks about something kind of funny, right? This was the first time ever that something that he had a part in was published and his name was on the front of that publication rather than the back. And and you gotta you gotta use your mind, think about it. This is the first time he had a book, so his name's on the front of the cover, Rick Rubin. And all the rest of the times it was on CDs, cassette tapes, you know, vinyl, it was on the back produced by, you know, <laughs> Rick Rubin. So I found that fascinatingly humorous. I hope you guys would too if you listen to the YouTube videos about him and his promotion of the new book that he has out, which is helping musicians tap into the create creative realm of the universe. I, I, I really want to say that's what it is. It's like this kind of plethora of knowledge, you know, a cornucopia of ideas and creativity. And it enables people to really rise above and perform better than their peers. Uh, I know that I spoke earlier about the old heads music, and I was talking about the Dream Team, right, with Michael Jordan, Pip, and all them. And that brings me to a correlation between Rick Rubin and Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was the coach of the Chicago Bulls, as we all know. He wrote books, too, you know, um, and he also believed in that well of creativity and knowledge and of understanding in the universe where, you know, if you're keen enough to use your senses, all of them, to tune into that frequency, then you have an advantage over everybody else. And that's all I'm going to say about metaphysical bullshit. And we're going to get back into the music in one bit. And I just wanted to give a shout out to the chronicmagazine.com. Not a sponsor. Not a fucking sponsor yet. But they have been working with us here at FX2, granting us permission to start a group on their app. So if you went to thechronicmagazine.com and you you know download the app, there's a part that says groups. You go in there, you see Med Music, you see the FX2 logo. There's like over a hundred members already. Go in there, you know you can drop some some tracks of yours or links to YouTube clips or links to other stuff. And it's all about like you know um, smoking trees and listening to music and you know what strain are you on when you wrote this like give us some bi- background you know it's just a cool place to hang out and chill you know it's it's a different type of platform and that's what I'm getting at here like we need a platform like that you know where we can be anonymous again where we don't have to worry about cancel culture and all that bullshit we can talk as musicians and artists about our work and not have to worry about the government coming down on us or not even the government but the public and this this pansy ass public that wants to just cancel everybody and everything that they don't agree with 
And I think that that's probably one of the stupidest, stupidest things that we have ever allowed happen here in America. But I'm not going to get into that for much more because I have a special, special artist for you. This guy is 20 years old. He is from Detroit, Michigan. And he is probably my all-time favorite under 21-year-old vocalist. And you'll understand why. You'll understand exactly why in a minute. This is called Minds, M-I-N-E-S, by our boy Victory, V-I-C-T-O-R-I. Check out the link in the bio. This is called Minds, as I said earlier. Yeah. is yet to come my man victory coming out of detroit he is one of the most talented lyricists coming up and i want to keep the whole momentum of lyricists coming up going this is generic from west palm beach florida generic not generic okay spelled j-a-n-e-r-i-c check out his link in today's bio all of the artists that i'm featuring are going to be in today's bio so i'm tired of fucking saying that shit just go in the bio and you'll find all these musicians if not 
go on to the website fx2studios.com because every one of these motherfuckers, they have a link connected to their shit on our website. So you might as well check out the podcast, look at the links for all these people. You get behind the scenes information on all. generic check him out man that song was called nicotine one of my faves one of my faves this one is coming straight out of cali and i really 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 want you guys to go on to spotify right and go find this guy never low n-e-v-a-l-o-w Go find him on Spotify. Let's boost his fucking analytics. He deserves it. You know, there's nothing worse than going on Spotify and seeing your shit with that uh, that mathematical negative sign and then a thousand afterwards because it's like deceiving. First you think you have a thousand and then all of a sudden it's like, nah, you're under a thousand. So um, let's blow up all of his songs. Let's get him over a thousand so we get rid of that mathematical sign. This one is Nebulo and Pote, I believe. Nebulo does beats, and he also does some lyrics. And he's straight out of Cali, like I said. This one is called Rapper Weed. So enjoy.
designer drugs, it's my rapper we Little baby ain't shit, but I didn't see the shit, yeah I do what I want, she be loving me And she know I ain't shit, yeah That's my little bitch, she do designer drugs, it's my rapper we Little baby ain't shit, but I didn't see the shit, yeah I do what I want, she be loving me And she know I ain't shit, yeah That's my little bitch, I hate that my little bitch, yeah Shit. Everything I hear from Nebelow is fucking awesome. It's off the hook. So if you're going to look for him on Spotify like I told you to, look for him. He has an icon picture. He's wearing like this black hoodie and some earphones and some sunglasses. I think he's even giving us the uh, the bird in the <laughs> in the picture saying fuck you to all you motherfuckers that ain't following me right yeah so we're gonna be following that motherfucker right follow never low now i want to bring you to these two beat makers that i have an affinity for beats by morgan from east lansing michigan and you can do it chucky from pittsburgh pa both of these cats been with me from the beginning, okay, from the jump. Before there was a podcast, before there was a website, these two beat makers were the reason for the inspiration behind doing all this as a collective because I'm listening to how they're composing beats on the on the daily, you know, and they're throwing them up on BeatStars and United Artists and everything, and they're selling them for like 40 bucks, which is great. I mean, if you're a rapper out there and you need something to rap over, spend $40, buy a beat, buy one of these two people, please. I mean, it's so much easier, and it's so less unlawful to rap over these beats that you have permission to rather than rapping over some instrumental track you find on YouTube because guess what you're going to get hit with a copyright fine and it just is it, like why are you wasting your time i mean i was in the studio and i was working with an up and coming rapper and you know i'm trying to lay down some beats 
of my own original beats. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm the dopest beat maker in the world. I'm far from it. I'm actually kind of one of the worst when it comes to, like, trap and hip-hop and stuff. So I get it. I understand where the, you know, the apprehension was coming from. But the solution was to go on YouTube and start rapping over somebody else's instrumental and you know like I said number one that's unlawful and number two it just makes you more prone to rapping to that tone that melody that someone else already did so it's it's not original so why are you gonna do something like that when you can take like a subpar beat maker like myself and use your vocal skills to make yourself stand out above those beats. Now, that's not what happened here. This is a collaboration that I want to play between my boy, Beats by Morgan, and you can do it, Chucky. It's uh, called Demons. A vocalist can use those stems, you know, from the track or the wave file itself and, you know, rap over it. And this is like the epitome of what I'm trying to stress to you. Like, it's possible to do this shit now with the technology that's out there. No longer do I have to, you know, fly in and put up and feed a rapper just so he can spend six hours in a booth you know, spitting rhymes and trying to get, like, to the bottom of what he really wants to say. And then it goes on day two, day three, and, you know, a lot of money's being wasted. Maybe they're just enjoying New York City, I don't know. But that shit and that time period has ended, and this is the new form, man. So get out there and, like, support people like Beats by Morgan, and you can do it, Chucky. This is Demons. Turn me up on the left side a little bit. What do you shit, bro? You can do it, Alright. Beats by Morgan. I can't let any demons get best. I can't let any demons get best. I can't let any demons get best. I can't let any demons get I can't let any I can't let any demons get best. I can't let any demons get best. I can't let any demons get and I used to go still from my bitch in them. When you look at my niggas, no bitch in them. When they up in the switch, ain't no switching them. I got diamonds that's up in the digital. I got records that's going up digital. Ain't no talk if they talk what you didn't do. I be scamming no niggas on interviews. I can't talk about a tell if I didn't lose. If I give them a gift, it ain't swimming shoes. I got tell on the low if they finish you. I don't need me no even need making good. I don't even got check out no making good. I got niggas that came out of Cedarwood. I got bitches that wake up in Cedarwood. Give a fuck about that AC, my heater good. Man, I came out that he made a meter bus. I can't let none of these demons get best of me. I can't let none of these demons get best of me. I can't let none of these demons get best of me. I can't let none of these demons get best of me. I can't let none of these demons get best. I can't let none of these demons get best. I can't let none of these demons get best of me. I can't let none of these demons get best. All of these demons they get are the best of me. Destiny probably going the same. Really ain't nothing. This pressure break diamonds. I'm thinking I'm finna go cut me a chain. She wanna hop on my wagon, my bag and bands. We just to show what she's saying. One up on me, there's a gun up on you. Better than me, you do the thing. Yeah. 
Jason got me a sexual fantasy. It's time to go take for the tape for me. Tattoo my name on a titty meat. Cheat good drain. Where my kidneys be E on the tape. Still serving D. Walk in the club. I possess. The devil want me to compare. He ordered my girl a dress. On the lawn, I saw a Corvette. My demons got me on the mess again. My demons said, God bless. You don't want to know what's next. Long after I'm flesh and bone. Long after I'm gone like Zah. Take to the chest. Devil won't get the best of me. Demon 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 won't get the best. Nah. Demon won't get the best of me. Demon won't get the best. Hey. Demon won't get the best of me. I can't let any demons get bested. 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 I can't let any demons get best. I can't let any demons get best. I can't let any demons get bested. I can't let any demons get best. I can't let any demons get bested. 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 I can't let any demons get best. 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 That was Demons, that was Beats by Morgan, and that was also You Can Do It Chucky, and they collabed together to put together that fabulous track that was wrapped over. I think that, you know, they have so much talent out there. If you're a lyricist, you know, I'm trying to hook up Victory with these two cats because they're fucking phenomenal, man. They really are, and I really, really, really appreciate them being so instrumental in helping our FX2 Studios venture come along and come about. And another person that has been there from the very, very, very beginning is Clay Banks. And Mr. Clay Banks has this song called Riding in My Two-Seater. You better watch out for Clay Banks because he's about to absolutely blow up on the scene. I'm giving it six months, maybe maybe eight months if, if we got to get, you know, a little technical. But um, he's going to be on the scene and he's going to be a name that you need to know. This is Riding in My Two-Seater. Like, and if you play your cards right, 
tight. Blowing gas out the motherfucking two-seater. He's on a whole other planet. I see a believer. Riding in my two-seater with a bad breeder. He's on a whole other planet. I see a believer. Okay, so here comes a very special treat. It's going to be a world premiere, if you might want to call it that. I think it's just like a world fucking schmear on my own musical abilities. Why I did this is because I am looking, FX2 Studios rather, is looking for electronic musicians we want more electronic musicians to start sending their shit into us so we can help get them connected with other people because through electronic music and rock music which we're going to get into next with a few bands and the rap music hip-hop community if we all come together and unite i mean the possibilities are endless right let's do this shit This one I wrote this morning, so I call it This Morning, so I didn't even have a chance to listen to it a second time. I'm just going to fucking play it for you. So, here goes.
because that ain't some silly shit right there, right? <laughs> I used a lot of those like female vocals on the track just so I could compensate from somebody that might be rapping or doing some lyrics over it. But that's what I did this morning. I don't know what you guys did this morning. Went to the gym, if you worked out, if you had a healthy breakfast, if you fucked a girl, if you did whatever you did. But um, this was my ass this morning doing that just so I can put down an electronic track for everyone here on the podcast and try to make it known that we're really, really desireful of new instrumental electronic musicians to come out the woodwork put your stuff up on our website it's free motherfucker you know what I'm saying so just get in touch with us FX2 Studios go there come on man it's like we're pleading with y'all and it's like you know okay I gotta stop myself right there cause I said y'all again I think I say y'all every fucking podcast and I'm from New York like saying y'all just doesn't vibe well, so, you know, I'm not apologizing for saying it, it's just part of my fucking vernacular right now, and it's gonna stay that way for a long period of time, I guess, and I just wanted to also transition into what, I don't know, I guess you'd say is like the rock and roll genre, not of really today, but I hope that you find some interest in these bands that I'm going to be playing for you now. One of the bands is basically an awesome, awesome metal-type band. They're called Sounds of Fury. This is from Between the Dark and Light. And it's called Lethal Injection. So what I want you guys to do is put on your wigs, if you have them laying around, and start headbanging to this shit, right? No, that's not what I want you to do at all. I want you to imagine bits and pieces, right? So we're all pretty much, you know, in experienced enough to know that DAW's digital audio workspaces have abilities now mostly like you know FL loops they have the slicer so you can you can have like an most people use audio vocals to slice it up they chop it up one person a celebrity who has known to have pioneered that is of course Kanye West shout out hands up one of my my idols right there he is he is definitely one of my favorites on a different amount of platforms a different amount of you know disciplines and reasons for listening to him he doesn't rant and rave he talks the way he does because that's the way his brain chemistry is and you know for people not to accept that you know, you're just ignorant. I mean, come on now. Everybody accepts autism. Everybody accepts depression. Everybody accepts anxiety. Everybody accepts, you know, schizophrenia. 
everybody accepts, you know, just being depressed and, and, and unmotivated. But when it comes to this condition, air quoted, that psychiatrists and psychologists have agreed that they will call now bipolar. Now there's bipolar 1 and bipolar 2. I think there's probably bipolar 3 by now. It used to be manic depressive back in like the 90s, right? And then it changed to bipolar. It's probably going to change again, I guarantee you. But, you know, why is there a stigma for people that have that air-quoted condition when, you know, somebody that has another condition or somebody that is born a certain way and feels a certain way should not be persecuted for that. So here it is, somebody who is born this way with this chemical imbalance and they act out the way they do and then they're canceled and they lose $2 billion overnight. But yet somebody who's born this way as a man with male gender parts feels like they are a female and they are catered to left and right and they are propped up on social media as, you know, advocates and never stigmatized. My goodness, could you imagine if I sat here and bad mouth for an hour and a half about all of the new trends and the generations that are coming up, how preferred pronouns and, you know, biases need to be set aside. But yet these are the same exact people that want us to cater to their own definition of what is acceptable. Yet we're trying to scream from the top of our lungs that there's this one condition air quoted out there bipolar that nobody is accepting they're just people that are crazy right and and why is that are we calling homosexuals crazy like we did back in the day and they were in the psychology book the dsmv or the DSMV or four, I don't know which one it was exactly, but homosexuality was a mental disorder. Could you imagine if today we viewed that the same way? Homosexuality is, you know, a mental disorder, and we have to, you know, understand that. Well, what about this trans thing? It's a mental disorder. We have to understand that. Okay. What about bipolar? It's a mental disorder, and we have to understand that. Unless you come in contact and interact with somebody who's in a manic phase, and then all of a sudden they're an asshole. They're a fucking dick. What a demeaning prick, man. Yo, but he has bipolar. I don't fucking care what he has. He's an asshole. (laughs) You're a hypocrite, motherfucker. You're a fucking hypocrite. And I'm not going to go out on a tangent here and start talking about the injustice and the stigma of bipolar labeling, but I will say that there needs to be some change, okay? Definitely. And, you know, now that I'm angry enough, (laughs) 
and I got my heart rate going, we're going to listen to Sounds of Fury. Once again, this is called Lethal Injection. You can find it on Spotify. You can find them all over the place. YouTube, Spotify, just follow the link. I said I wouldn't say it, but look in today's episode bio and you will find the motherfucking link to Sounds of Fury. This is called Lethal Lethal Injection.
many of you out there never felt like they wanted to give someone else a lethal injection, right? <laughs> There's quite a few people out there that deserve it. I'm all about it. Yeah, there's a little bit of my um, my politics right there. I do believe in that. You know, there, there's a lot of assholes out there that are un forgiving of the crimes they've committed against others. I'm not talking about drug crimes or, you know, crimes that aren't violent. I'm talking about, you know, taking the life of somebody else. You know, you really, if you're going to take someone's life, I think that the government, I hate saying the government, but our penal system has the right to take your life. I mean, an eye for an eye kind of shit, right? Sounds of Fury, Lethal Injection. That was the name of that track. This is another one that I need you guys to go into Spotify and look them up. Sounds of Fury, Lethal Injection. They're from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Another Michigan music band or musician. I'm telling you, right now it seems like that part of the United States up in Michigan is just pumping out fucking really good music. I mean, these guys are great. Another one that I loved talking with over the phone was Between Days. They're a band, right, who was very popular during the 90s, actually. You know, um, they're a verified Spotify play list artists and all that shit you know they got listen this is one you guys gotta go on and follow on spotify because they're like hanging under a thousand monthly listeners and that's that's like really like uh i just want to get over a thousand you know just because it's like satisfying in a way you know it, it releases those dopamine you know chemicals or whatever and the same shit that you know we feel when we drink coffee smoke cigarettes smoke weed whatever you know and between days they were in the 90s a band they were a local band in maryland like baltimore maryland 
um, you know, it's a singing songwriting project, you know, basically they're alternative and rock and roll. And I had the rare opportunity to really speak to John Burkhead from the band and he explains to me what they were doing with their project. Like I said, Between Days with a Z has been around, you know, locally in the in the Baltimore area since the nineties and, you know, they're pretty fucking popular back then. They decided, you know, after life took its course and they had, you know, families and obligations and shit to get back into the studio and remaster some of their tracks and see what happens. Because, as we know, music is cyclical and every 20 years or so that shit comes back. And I really think that, you know, this alternative hard rock type of music, if not within itself, can be used in conjunction with hip-hop, with, you know, some type of trap, you know, just think about trap beats and the hi-hats and the drums and the percussion and all that shit, right? And then you listen to, like, the band we had just heard, Sounds of Fury, and now you're listening to a band that is, you know, right on par with them between days. And, you know, there's so many possibilities for you guys to work with each other. Just ask for permission. Maybe you can get, like, a sample of a guitar or something. I want you to check out the beginning of this song from Between Days. It's called Burn For You. And it caught my attention right away because I am a huge, huge fan of Tool and A Perfect Circle, of course. Uh, I mentioned that earlier in the podcast when I was talking about the ticket stub photographs that I put on TikTok. But this was one of the first songs that I listened to of theirs and it gave me that vibe all of us like right out of the gate the a perfect circle vibe so what I imagined in my mind hint hint wink wink you guys can steal these ideas is taking like this guitar riff from the beginning of the song and have it play in the melody in the background I mean Man, you you can't go wrong with doing shit like this. It's it's experimental, yes, but it's something that we need. It's something that, you know, music needs. And it's something that music is going to evolve into, so you might as well be on the forefront. This is called Burn For You.
Okay, tell me that wasn't fucking dope. That was between days, and I really, really hope that everybody out there has had an amazing time catching up with all of us here at FX2 Studios. And this has been a quarter one, season one, Thank you to all of the artists that we featured today, with the exception of myself, um, FX2, when I played that electronic track. It's pretty lame, I know, I know. I'm hearing it from everybody here in the studios. It's pretty fucking funny. Um, Anyway, listen. Send your love to all these artists out there, like we were talking about. Blow up their Spotify accounts. Blow up everything that you can about them. If you're on Instagram, if you're on Twitter, find them. Blow them up. Become friendly with them. Talk to them. Say, hey, we were on the same podcast. That's all you got to fucking say. Yo, you were on the podcast, The Murder of Musicians with FX2. So was I. I'm episode yada, yada, yada. You know, maybe we should work together. Did you like my style? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, this is what I invested all of, you know, my savings into so that people like you guys can collaborate with other musicians and make more music so that my selfish ass can enjoy it because frankly I'm sick and tired of everything that's out there and I know that you guys are too that's why you're making music if if everybody was content and satisfied with all the music that's out there right now all the music that has been published and is available There'd be no need for anyone to have inspiration and aspirations to produce music themselves, right? You know, it's like, I'm not going to try to, you know, go build a rocket ship because there's already someone out there that has done it and done it better than anyone else. It's not as there's no one that's going to do it better than Elon Musk, right? You got rockets that come back and land on the fucking on the on the launching pad. I mean, come on, how are you going to compete with that? So it's not like you know everything's been done in the music industry, and it hasn't. Not only that, but you know the way that music is being distributed nowadays, and the digital platform is just. Uh, it's just such an opportunity for us to exploit. And that's exactly what we want to do here at FX2 Studios. And I'm going to keep trying to, you know, veil the whole story behind the motivation that's driving me and a bunch of other musicians out there to do this and flip the music industry upside down inside out turn it around give it a swift kick into mexico and some shit like that you know let let the people in fucking you know some third world nation or wherever i'm not saying mexico is i'm saying some third world nation that we don't even know about some island somewhere give them spotify and apple for free you know maybe elon musk with his starlink can like redirect the signals that way and then we'll have our own platform you know and i'm totally open to all ideas that you guys have out there. So hit me up, man, FX2 at FX2 Studios 
that's my personal email. You can hit up, you know, a murder of musicians at gmail.com. You can hit up, you know, anyone else, you know, but hit me up because I'll get back to you. And even if you just want to like talk and shoot the shit about music, like, dude, like some, some days or some nights, like I'm just sitting there. I'm so like sick of listening to the same old shit or I'm not feeling the creativity and I just want to talk about music and society and where it's going and these are when all of the greatest inspired ideas start to spawn right so there are a few other key individuals that are behind the scenes right now and I'm not going to name their names because I don't have permission to but there's two in particular and they'll be on the podcast pretty soon we're going to be speaking with them and they have their own little collectives their own little group of musicians who are going to be joining up with us very shortly and then we're going to be you know really revealing as much as we can about you know kind of destroying the streaming platform industry as much as we can without you know our podcast websites and all that taking down and canceled because that that's definitely a possibility you know we're a threat we're gonna be a threat right now we're not I'll tell you that right now even this podcast is not a threat no one's fucking listening to it uh, I'll tell you that right now right now like no one's listening to this so I can say whatever the fuck I want about the government and nobody cares but What's going to happen is later on, you know, when all these collectives get together and we grab the attention of the government and the FCC, they're going to go back and listen to my shit and they're going to be pretty fucking bored for the most part. But, you know, there's going to be like tidbits of little rants that I go on about the government that, you know, probably will get me canceled. And I'm okay with that because I'm trying to build a network of individuals like-minded individuals that is to carry the torch you know there is no real torch bearer in this it takes all of us as a group of musicians a murder of musicians to really change the history and the future basically that's what I want to really get at the future of the music industry and that's what we're aiming to do that's what we are all focused on doing and we are steadfast in our methods and we will overcome the obstacles and the adversities that the government or whomever throws at us apple spotify pandora you want to throw shit at us bro go for it we're gonna we're gonna prevail because deep down inside i know that Mr. Rick Rubin is out there listening for some fucking strange reason. And um, he's going to get in contact with me. I know he is. Rick Rubin. Because he changed history for the better through music. And I know that he can change history for the better through music again. But not only that, after you know reading his book and listening to his interviews about the book... I now know that there is a completely different type of mind inside Mr. Rubin who is looking to do things that others are as well. 
expand consciousness, help the human race prevail over the bullshit that's occurring today, especially in today's society. Another one is Mr. Joe Rogan. You know, he has millions and millions of followers out there. Is he going to invite me on his podcast? Absolutely fucking not. Okay? Will I invite him? Yeah, but is he going to come? No. Um, (laughs) He's not going to have me on his podcast, so I can't speak about this. But I feel, honestly, that he would definitely get behind us if we were more unified. And the only way to get that unification is through all those little sects of collectives getting together and unifying. So go to fx2studios.com, join up. We need you to join so that our analytics go up, so that we're more respected with other communities and overall. That's what we want to do. Plus, it also helps and it gives us an opportunity to monetize. As you know, there's no commercials, there's no ads in here, which is cool, right? You know, you guys love it. That's awesome if I was rich, but I'm not. So, you know, this is all coming out of pocket. And in order to really keep this shit going and this dream going, you know, we're going to need to monetize somehow. And, you know, there will be some changes, you know, as far as like getting on the, not getting on the podcast, you know, that's, that's something within itself, but beginning, you know, blog spots and website spots, social media exposure, maybe, you know, shout outs in the podcast, some mineral track plays, things like that. You know, if you have an album release, um, yeah, we're going to charge you a nominal fee, not like they have on music verse or you know mpt i believe it is you know these motherfuckers will charge you two thousand dollars to do something that we're gonna do for 200 all right so i'm sorry that it's not gonna be a hundred percent free it will be free if it's just like you know a little bit of intro music or we include you on the website that's still free 100 percent you know, because that's organic growth, and that's what we started on, and that's why people like us, but we need to make money, you know, so even donations are going to be accepted from now on, you know, we'll we'll put you in a blog, we'll put you on, like, a monthly contributor list for, like, five bucks, man, like, minimum five dollars, you can throw in 50, you can throw in five fucking thousand dollars, you can throw in five hundred thousand dollars, because it all goes right back to this, you know, this is like a non-profit type of operation where we're using all the funds that <laughs> that we're getting, which is none, and we're going to circulate that in the pool of the website blogs, the studio time, the equipment used, the broadcasting fees, and all that bullshit. Stuff that you guys don't even know that we pay for, we pay for, you know, so... <laughs> It sucks because I'm paying for it myself, but what it is, what it is, because I'm getting this type of broadcast out there. And I just want to say thank you one more time to everybody who's been involved, everybody who has contributed to FX2, everybody who has talked with me, everybody who has you know, been there from the beginning. It's just so great to finally do an episode like this, um, I just don't know what else to say besides thank you, 
thank you, and thank you again. And now I'd like to leave you with an artist that has not been on the podcast yet, but he is an artist that was with me from the beginning. He was on this like low-budget YouTube thing called From the Cellar. So if you look that shit up on YouTube, From the Cellar, you'll see that the only one that has over 500 views is the episode with DJ Skillspins. DJ Skillspins from the South, I believe it's Georgia, correct me if I'm wrong, Georgia, Alabama. He is fucking one of the coolest cats to watch on Instagram. You know, check him out there because he always does these like mixes and shit live like you know on camera and you can watch him he's a cool character you know down to earth he's chill he was with me from the beginning too this is on spotify though and i found him on spotify didn't know he was on spotify but he's got thousands tens of thousands of listeners so i need you guys to follow him as well and listen to this one this one's called scratch notorious And the beginning of this song really gets to me because if you are anything like I was growing up, I was obsessed with martial art films, Bruce Lee especially. You know, I got into martial arts at the age of nine and didn't stop until my, you know, late, late 20s, you know, early 30s. I still practice today, not in the traditional form, but... You know, I do do all of my meditations and my stretches on a daily basis. So this little sample really resonated with me because I remember this. And I remember watching a VHS tape of this Bruce Lee film. And I kept rewinding it. And maybe he did too. And that's why he included it. Because it it makes so much sense. So if you are a martial art enthusiasts like me you know exactly what i'm about to be playing for you it's the beginning of scratch notorious from dj skill spins hope you enjoy it everybody out there have a great day and i'll talk to you later motherfuckers don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory don't Concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory.
DJ Skill Spins, my man. Yes, that was beautiful. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, you want some more? More DJ? DJ Skill Spins, running it, running it, running it, running it. 